Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom <sighs> Oh God, I'm freaking out Ed, I need your help I can't find my tampon string. Oh my god! Um, re- wait right there. Um, I'll get someone else who's not me. <laughs> oh, um, Ed, there's something you should probably see on your ass. On my ass? Yeah, you're bleeding again. Uh, <laughs> when did I stop? You need a tampon, bitch. <laughs> Honestly, it's been suggested to me before. I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to ask, have you ever done this? What, used a tampon? No, lost the string. Because I'm, I'm a very keen student when it comes to periods, but I often don't know what's going on. So. Keen student? Why? I just find it fascinating. And actually, I've often been very jealous of periods because obviously that sounds very male privilege because obviously I know it's very painful and awful and actually expensive. But um, the just the idea that there's something that your body's doing that has such a cycle and has its own thing going on just seems very comforting to me. I think if I had one, maybe I wouldn't feel like that. Okay, Mother Earth. (laughs) Grandmother Earth. Well, I mean, you know, I never ever had to do PE because I was always on my period, even though I pee every week, but you never have to do PE if you're on your period. PE for you stood for period excuse. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. And I had a sprained ankle every week, so I relate to that. Although mine is more plausible. See, I always say that <laughs> if we were at school, we would have been besties at school for show show. Well, we wouldn't have been because we both skived off a lot, so neither of us were there, so we would never have met. But had we met, I bet we would have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's poetic. Um, but uh, no, I've never lost... Have I ever lost a tampon string? I've had trouble getting tampons in and you can... If you if you get it wrong, you can literally feel them almost like stuck and sometimes they feel like they're sliding out and that is awful. Very oh, stressful. I mean, this, this conversation is stressful. I do regret asking. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I am interested. Chapter though. one. But that was a, a friend's quote, everyone. <laughs> Chapter one, my period. Um... <laughs> Well, this is the penultimate episode, and I wanted to say that because I like to say penultimate. Yeah, penultimate. It's never. It's not used enough. As you say, second to last. Penultimate sounds better, and it always makes me think of like large penis, like penultimate. Makes me think of Harry, mm. really, from and just like that last week in his big prosthetic penis. Um, mm. So, what do you give this penis ultimate episode out of ten? I'm actually gonna give it out of ten. Right, so I'm gonna use this this rating scale in terms of this specific series, okay? So it's not like I'm gonna give like I don't know, uh, First Wives Club would be like a genuine like ten for me, right? But in terms of this show, <laughs> that rating would not exist because it's this is a very odd show. But I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh my god. <laughs> This is crazy. Why are we we never on the same page? Okay, so this was going to be my first, because obviously I've had this storyline of giving really high marks and then criticising the episode all the way through. So maybe this will be the flip, but I was going to give this my lowest mark. I was going to give this maybe a four. (laughs) And I thought I was being generous. I thought you were going to go really low this episode. This was like one of my favourite episodes. (laughs) Nothing happened. I know I think that's why because it's like the first time it felt normal and not like what is it's the first time I watched it and didn't go what the fuck is happening well I guess you've just got used to it now but I mean it felt really it felt to me like a filler episode in terms of drama and I, I don't mind a filler episode sometimes not every episode has to be packed with drama but this is the penultimate as you know, I like to say. And usually in a series, I I would think the second to last episode usually is setting up a lot of the big drama for the big climax. And this felt like a whole lot of nothing apart from the conversation with Steve. I mean, this seems to be a pattern. The episodes have a lot of weird storylines where not a lot happens. And then at the end, there's one really good scene that seems to be their formula. Yeah, and, and to be fair, even that scene got kind of usurped by 
a, a missing ring. So we didn't even really kind of get into the meat of that anyway. I know. Often the good scene we wait for is cut short. <laughs> and often involves Steve. But yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Maybe I'll come up and meet you halfway, as the Black Eyed Peas would say. Yeah, maybe I'll come down. Yeah, maybe we'll meet at the borderline, babes. I think you're on a come down, giving that high mark. I'm really <laughs> gagged. Honestly, you never fail to surprise me. That's so sweet. Thank you. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> so the girls are actually having lunch this time. Oh, no, do I say they're always having dinner? I thought they were having lunch, but I was shocked that it was the three and there's no one on the rotor. I know. And didn't that feel better? Didn't that actually feel more natural? God, yes, it did. I felt relaxed. Um, God, it's happening already. I'm complimenting the episodes that I've given a bad mark to. Um, <laughs> but they're... <laughs> Carrie and Miranda swap meals, which I thought was cute. Because Carrie wants a baguette and Miranda wants a soup. Uh-huh. I, I don't buy into Carrie eating a baguette, but we'll, we'll have to suspend belief on that one, I think. Yes, and uh, Carrie lets us know she's got a date coming up with Professor Puke. Professor Puke, yeah. And I think we didn't mention this when... Did we mention it when it happened a couple of weeks ago? There was a lot of um, backlash online about her date with him because people were saying, oh, but if you really know online dating, it takes months to get a date with someone good. And everyone was like, and it just fell into her lap. It's so unrealistic. Oh. So I guess because we haven't dated like that on those apps, we didn't maybe clock that. But apparently a lot of people were offended that... I mean, I thought that obviously this wasn't a good example of an online date because they both ended up violently sick. So I didn't... (laughs) The fact that some people think that... Carrie got lucky with her experiences maybe telling of how bad internet dating is these days but yeah that was something that we had glossed over I think well that's interesting that's a good interesting perspective yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about it like well, that well I guess Seema's an example of that as well she's been at it her whole life and struggling to find a decent guy and then Carrie has found I mean I don't think it's the right guy for her but to a lot of people this guy would seem like a very nice catch I guess. Oh, I find him terribly dull. Yeah. Dull by face, dull by nature. Yeah. He's kind of cute, though. I mean, I guess. We'll, we'll talk no about Steve. him more later. No. <laughs> and then I groaned. I went, oh, no. When Miranda brings up the women's shelter. I mean, at least it was brought up again. And it wasn't something that was just sort of left and never mentioned again. Well, I can sleep again now. But I was like, oh, not the women's shelter. The sleepless nights I've had worrying about the shelter. (laughs) (laughs) She asked uh, Charlotte and Carrie to volunteer. And Charlotte says, yes. And Carrie says, can I write a check? And Miranda says, you can't be the white lady who just writes a check. Because apparently white people don't give to charity or do anything charitable. Or give too much, I think. Um, so, I mean, Carrie has loads of money. They should let her write these checks. But the thing that pissed me off the most about this was Carrie, she doesn't want to go. And then they force her to. And it's like, have we learnt nothing from this season? Which is you forced (laughs) her to go to Lily's recital and Big died. And then she said she should have gone to the Hamptons like I wanted to! And and instead, a mere, well, year and a half later, so actually quite a long time. (laughs) Oh, my God. By the way, apparently it hasn't been a year. What do you mean? It wasn't a year. I think we interpreted it wrong. Everyone else that I've been reading and listening to talking about this all think it's only been three months. No. I mean... that. Well, three months was actually on screen, wasn't it, in text? So that was a confirmed one. But then we had that episode where at the beginning they went through the seasons. Yeah, but then... Wouldn't, like, uh, Lily and Rock be, like, doing different years at school and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I think the show has got it wrong. And and Brady would be... Brady would be older. Brady would be 18, coming up to 19. But maybe he is. And he'd be in college. I mean, we have... I don't... But then, so, was that time when we thought they went forward a year? Was that maybe just going through days and the sun was going up and down and we thought it was seasons? Is that... Yeah, I think... I think we need to rewatch it again. I think it was only because every then since they ever talked about it was when Miranda said we've been fucking for whatever it was, three, but then she said three weeks. Oh, it's so confusing. But everyone else is saying it's only been three months. Well, it was meant to be, it's a big thing because the show moved out of, so the original Sex and City is always in the spring, isn't it? Is it called Perpetual Spring? So that yeah. no matter what's happening, it's always the same season. 
But this season has moved into winter. Is that right? Or autumn or something? Honey, it's making me feel like we're in the winter of our lives. Actually, autumn was mentioned in the Sex and the Sea because um, she says to Anthony, Charlotte says to Anthony, look, yeah, the leaves. And then he goes, somewhere between my boredom and your ovaries or something. So Yeah, and one time Carrie's walking somewhere and an autumnal leaf falls down and she picks it up. Ooh, autumnal, got... what a lovely word. Oh, um okay so maybe we've skipped ahead a year but you know what that's on us but but then no it's not it is on them they were not clear and we're very bright people well not very like we're awake we get out out of bed and we open our eyes (laughs) we may not be woke but we're awake and yeah the but if it's three months then i find it crazy that carrie is dating because i thought the whole point of going forward a year was exactly that but if carrie's dating a guy within three months that's absolutely insane even if she's doing it for her publisher that's no exactly but that makes sense that she would be dating because she was forced to do it from her publisher and then the second date coming around she's not ready so it could make sense i guess um (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, this has knocked me for six. I think I'm going to have to take a break. She's a lie down. And also, I was right that when she went to look at the apartment that she bought, it was a green screen. Oh, really? The one with all the light? Yeah, it looks so fake to me. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I think I heard, <laughs> I heard that on another... Po- Sorry, that sounded really sarcastic. I think I heard that on another podcast that um, Michael Patrick King had said they couldn't find the apartment that represented what they wanted for Carrie. So that makes sense that they obviously faked it i think i'd heard they built a set of it but maybe yeah green screen well they did do a very good job it's 2021 you know it's 2022 if we're gonna get real oh yeah <laughs> so we don't know what year it is in the show or in real life just to conclude <laughs> oh god you have a baby well, i also thought it was tuesday but it's not tuesday today Actually, I don't know what day it is today. See you next Tuesday. Well, speaking of cunts, um, (laughs) Charlotte... Charlotte's is drying up and she's in menopause. (laughs) So how do you feel about the menopause? Well, I don't know, Edward, because I haven't had it yet. So everybody calm down. (laughs) How did you feel when you went through the menopause? I know it was probably a long time ago at this point. How did you feel? I was 22. (laughs) Well, I mean, because I guess something that uh, men such as myself might wonder is, uh, would think the menopause would seem like something you would want when the time comes because it means no more periods. But then on the other hand, I understand that it's something that suggests you're getting older. So that's why, like Samantha in the original series, freaked out when she thought she was having hers. Um, So is it just a mixed bag of feelings? I guess you're not thinking about too much right now. I don't know at all. I'm very, very young. Well, I I know it's not coming round the corner for you. I just mean, obviously, as a woman, you'd have a thought on it as it's going to happen to you one day. Well, it's not going to happen to me. I think it's also like the side effects, you know, like Charlotte was like smuggity smug. Like I haven't had any of the side effects you've had. So there's all the other stuff that comes with it. Like because technically I was put in menopause once. Uh, when I was being investigated for lady problems and I got an injection. For fraud, yeah. I uh, (laughs) got an injection in the stomach every month for three months. And I'm not, it puts, it shut down my ovaries, you see. And I am not joking. The hot flashes are, I've never in my life experienced anything like it. You go bright red. I was putting my face in the freezer. Oh God. Um, Yeah, that's that's the reason I was, talking about it and why I was glad that it's part of the episode because like, when my mum went through it she didn't tell me I found out afterwards and I thought like oh, what why would you go through something that causes so much discomfort and that and, and not tell your family and it's because there is still a weird stigma around menopause it is and that's why I'm glad the show is I don't think they delved into it enough really and I felt like the lily period thing kind of took over although that's another thing that's good to talk about because of the stigma yeah, and also I was like you as well. I was like, oh shit, it kind of dawned on me and maybe I'm being part of this thing that like, oh God, bloody hell, Carrie's had her menopause. You know, in my mind, Carrie's still 30. You know what I mean? And um, I was like, wow, Carrie Bradshaw's had her menopause already. Well, That's Well, you can start crazy. very young, can't you? There's peri-peri men- menopause. Peri, which peri, I think peri is chicken, when it's yeah. quite a spicy, like hot flash. And you, <laughs> I believe... 
Um, is it is it called peri perimenopause? Yeah, perimenopausal. So you can get it from like thirty, like late thirties even. Um, and you know, I think there's there's a lot of stuff like this about women. It's like, are you going to have a child? All these sorts of different things. Times are ticking. You know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and then it's like the final kind of thing. Like, oh, that's it. Now you're officially like, you're over the hill now. I don't think you're over the hill. Are <laughs> oh, you were talking well, listen. like generally? Okay. <laughs> I was just talking about what people on the street have said to me. <laughs> what close friends and family have been telling me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, so Charlotte is in, in that phase. She hasn't had a period for four months. So, so you know, good luck to her. Can some women get into, like, their 60s and still have periods? Totally. And a lot of it is 70s. about oestrogen. And I don't know. Uh, well, uh, what's her face? Um, oh, my God, Jackie, Bridget Nielsen. She had a baby at 50. Oh, yeah. And uh, as a man, she managed to do that, which was even more impressive. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, it's so unfair. It's like, what's his chops from Only Fools and Horses? He was a dad at 70. Del Boy. Yeah, Del Boy. It's like, what is the point of being a dad at 70? That's some old ass sperm. I mean, so why can't it's women dust. have a baby at 70? Anybody? No, It's literally dust. dust. <laughs> Really does, but anyway, uh, so I think it's time to move on from the menopause chat for now. Yes, period. Um, but <laughs> hey! we get, we get um, th- this was probably my least favorite part of the episode, which is when <laughs> Carrie's neighbor comes up from downstairs. Oh, what on earth! Well, <laughs> the audacity. Well, the reason is because a I didn't know if we'd see her again. Yes. B if we did see her again, I thought it would be for a reason, which. Of this scene, I'm still clueless as to why she's in the show. <laughs> and then also, she said a sentence which is almost impressive how many annoying things she managed to get in this one sentence, which was she asked Carrie to post about her jewellery, then said, when Scarlett Johansson wore one of mine, my sales spiked. God, I make myself sick saying that. But uh, if this doesn't work, I have to go back to modelling. That was just like, <laughs> pow, pow, pow. Poor you. How did you cram that much irritating content into such a short scene? And also, I think that she's, um, like, a bit weird looking. I guess that is what models look like, but... Yeah, I don't get model. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that This was so strange. Like, we just come down and wear my jewellery. Um, and also, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie hated it. She went, oh... It's uh, pretty. It was very duck purse from Big, wasn't it? <laughs> like, what it was very duck purse. <laughs> but um, the, yeah. the last episode is next week. I mean, of this series. And so she's probably not going to play it. Why has this character been introduced? I don't understand what the point of her is. I don't. I have no idea. And in this episode alone, it's like, why do we need to know that Carrie is wearing a ring designed by some random person who we only introduced to who who we were kind of not not really supposed to like right who's an annoying loud neighbor yeah i mean i guess the ring thing was meant to be like showing that carrie's not ready to move on which made sense to me when i thought we were a year and a half ahead but now that we're if we are three months ahead then i'm not that shocked (laughs) that she's still not ready to move on but, um, and also, like, the the one chance they had to be, like, make a scene like this poignant, where she says, big, he died. They just cut it there. <laughs> the know. girl doesn't even say anything. <laughs> She's like, well, I was kind of talking about my jewellery, so you kind of made this so about anyways, yourself. So anyway, Scarlett Johansson, her husband is alive. <laughs> <laughs> you can't relate. Hashtag unrelatable. <laughs> oh, bizarre. Odd, 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 bizarre. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte is giving rock Hebrew lessons for what well, she it was would be a bat mitzvah, but what do they call it here because of the gender? So, well, it's they mitzvah, mitzvah. Is so that what they said? They mitzvah, they mitzvah, yeah. <laughs> Are you, oh, I totally missed that. I cannot believe they said that. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> so, bar, I think. Bar mitzvah's boys and bat mitzvah is girls. That's right, but that's so old. So religious traditions you don't just i don't think they mitzvah is a thing was it a joke in the show well mate listen i don't know i can't tell what's what's meant to be funny and what's not in this show <laughs> well, i think anthony's blue suit was meant to be funny and it did make me laugh actually because he was crammed right into that thing i loved that he was so cute in that i really love um 
his seeing him with this uh, his business. I I actually want him to have his own show. Well, my quote of the episode was, "What was <laughs> that? Bread is freaking heavy. <laughs> I'm not paying these guys enough. I'm not paying you enough." <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, and I also liked when Charlotte said, is his date that he's bringing to dinner appropriate for children? He goes, I think so. I can't find his dick anywhere online. <laughs> I went more Joan Rivers then. Do you, but... know, do you know what I love is Anthony and Charlotte's relationship and how kind of involved he is with her kids. So like hearing Lily screaming in the background, he didn't even freak out. He was like, oh, what was that? Like, go, go, go. Because he's like, he's so involved with them. I think that's so nice. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be if he knew what was going on, which is obviously Lily. Did she get her first period? The frickin' dog got a period. <laughs> Why is Anthony always around for these periods? <laughs> she pulled it together yeah, for Lily the big got, day, though. Well, Lily's on her period now, and then the app, it's not her first period, but the app says she's going to have her period uh, next month or something at a pool party. In and the Hamptons. Charlotte says, in the Hamptons, and Charlotte says... It's you know, maybe it's time for Tamps. And she says, no, I don't want to try Tamps. Do you want to share when you went on to Tamps? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or not? Well, well, doctor. Um, <laughs> I, my, I, actually, oh my God, I've just realised my first Tamp use was at a pool party. <laughs> not at the I shit you not. And I never. I was too scared to use one. My God, this is a flashback. Got my period at fourteen, and I was way too scared to use one. And then at this party, got absolutely wasted, and it just slid right in. <laughs> fourteen, yeah, <laughs> and it slid right. Focusing <laughs> on the, the the wrong part of the story, but you know, I didn't ever wear bikinis or anything. I was in swimming trunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think we should move on from that. <laughs> to, wow, I feel so judged. To, to something even more uncomfortable, which is Che and Miranda's little dinner. Yes. <laughs> and Che's saying... Which looks so boring. I know, and they seem to be having a whale of a time. Che's like, you look especially pretty. Um, Ed, 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 what happened in Cleveland? Why? <laughs> that was such Nothing. a weird setup. Cause clearly they were setting us up for Che to be doing a Richard and eating out a random woman. And then it just never happens. We never saw her in Cleveland. We lost all that precious Steve time for her to say, I'm in a rom-com, Carrie, and she's going to Cleveland. And then it's like, oh, poof, that never happened. Cleveland is in the gogi box. We lost our precious Steve time. (laughs) That's my quote of the episode from you. (laughs) Oh, I need help. But yeah, I was cringing at... Miranda saying, you look whatever gender positive compliment is appropriate at this moment. And then Che goes, you're a lot of fun, even with your clothes on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this you guys having fun? I do not want to see you having an argument, which we will see soon. But um, yeah, it was. And then they get interrupted by some fans who want a picture with Che, clearly massive fans of terrible, terrible comedy. And I have to yeah. say, as someone, because obviously we've lived in London, we do see celebrities and we go to events sometimes. That is the one of the few rules I do follow. If someone's eating, I do not bother them. I think that like no is way. very, very rude. Unless it was like just someone I just, and had one chance and just thought, fuck it. But really, you should, if people are eating, you should leave them alone. Exactly. Because how many people think this is my one chance? So like that poor person eating would be like, you and like five other people in here, this is their only chance. I'm like trying to eat my baguette, like go away. Unless it was a real housewife, who would you interrupt if they were having dinner that you desperately wanted to meet? Well, it's tricky because the the more I wanted to meet them, like say if it was Rihanna, the more I wouldn't want to interrupt their dinner because I'd be like, because Rihanna's going to hate me. So Mm. I'd probably, it'd probably be someone who I would think would want to, to maybe talk to me or like wouldn't mind being bothered. So like, I mean, this is probably way off, but if it was Adele, I'd think, oh, maybe she'll just go along with it because she's chat, like, seems quite, in a way, chatty, for, although everyone's going on about her. Don't I, fall for that act, Ed. I, first of all, why is it massive news that she's cancelled these Vegas shows? I've, I've seen it on the news as if there was a terrorist attack. No idea. And it's no not idea. Even... I mean, listen, I've never liked Adele. I've never fallen for it. I think she's very affected and I've, she, she's always been unprofessional. But I think it was one of our friends posted um, something on Instagram yesterday that said, like, here comparing, like, when the guys cancel their tours 
And then it's just like, so-so's cancelled due to laryngitis, end of. Um, and then with her, it's like, demon woman. Oh, yeah. I mean, even other women, like Celine Dion, me and my mum, sorry, this is a very gay sentence I'm about to say, but me and my mum have been trying to see her for years and it keeps cancelling. And it hasn't made the news like this. And like, I don't know if it's because Adele did the video where she was crying, but I just didn't think it was that newsworthy, especially with everything else that's going on. So, but people are just going nuts no. over it. And I just think, oh, over it. Um, so maybe I would say that to her if she was eating and I was interrupting. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm over it. Put your Bye. fork down. Thought you're meant to be skinny now, bitch. I've got something to say. <laughs> well, yes. And um, yeah, so they want a selfie with her. And one of the friends says, oh, you hooked up with Melvin. Oh. And he hooked up with one of our friends. Oh. And that was interesting because that was never brought up again. And Miranda didn't seem to care about that at all, that, like, Shay's been with man. Yeah, I totally didn't clock that, actually, even though it was very obvious. But, yeah, I had predicted that Shay was going to be with all different genders, but I missed that they had confirmed it, really. Um, and But the, the main point seems to be that Miranda referred to Shay as her girlfriend in the interaction. Girlfriend. And then Shay pulls a look and it's like, Oh, I thought that there was. I thought that was going to lead to a conversation that was basically like, oh, by the way, finally the monogamous situation. But again, it doesn't happen. No, and if anything, the monogamous situation is kind of reinforced. So yeah, they're just kind of having the awkward like, where are we? We're just having fun conversation, and yeah, Miranda's just coming across so needy, so desperate. We haven't seen her like that before, oh, and it's, it's not cute. Awful. It's just so awful. And, you know, it's so frustrating because Cynthia Nixon's doing the rounds of, like, press stuff. And she's more Miranda in real life than on this show. She's got short red hair. Like, she's talking normally. Like, she's I don't understand fingered by Steve. direction. She's just... Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, because that's what everyone online's been saying, that they think that she, as a producer, has been turning Miranda into her. Yeah, 100%. But maybe she's more like old Miranda and... God knows if that's the case, why this is all happening. Oh, there's so many questions why. And we'll never get answers. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Seema and Carrie are waiting in line to get into the club. And um, she asks Seema if she should be wearing her wedding ring. And she says, well, whatever feels comfortable for you. And then it made me really sad. She was like, well, technically I'm no longer married, which was really, I thought was really sad. I thought the whole time Seema was still thinking like, well, at least you were married, bitch. I think Seema's yeah. just not on board with this. She's like, I told you I don't feel sorry for you once. Like, why are you still trying to tug at these heartstrings? <laughs> and she says it's her birthday and she's 54. Well, this made me think of you because you are 54. But um, no, I'm joking. But because you also are not a big birthday person, are you? No, I'm scared of birthdays. And you once threw me a surprise for my 30th, which was the best thing ever. <laughs> it's um, the good thing to do for someone who doesn't like their birthday, is <laughs> force them to celebrate it against their will. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Uh, I, I just find it... I don't know why. It makes me shut down. I don't know. I'm grateful to be alive, but... Yeah, Why? it's not for me. No, I'm joking. Well, I don't know. I was, I'm, what can I say? I'm delusional. No, I know what you mean, though. I'm, I feel like I'm internally programmed to dislike my birthday, but I always say that and then end up doing something anyway. Cause, um, but I think it's more out of, I don't know, to, to prove a point to my younger self, because I always hated my birthday so much when I was younger and always found it really depressing. Um, so now I want to kind of make up for it. But yeah, for a lot of people, it's just kind of a... I don't know, it's just a, a time to sit and reflect and sometimes that can be a nice thing, sometimes it can be not so nice thing and sometimes you could just do without it and you kind of just want to pretend it's not happening. Yeah, and... Um, the, oh, the... A bit like this episode. <laughs> yeah, this whole series, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I did love how Seema, like, very unsubtly tried to bribe the doorman and then, like, and then he was like... That's really offensive. <laughs> I know, and she was like, let's go. At least she knew when, the, when it hadn't worked. It, the whole thing that was giving me, um, you know, when Knocked Up, I don't know why I keep talking about Knocked Up lately, but you know when um, yeah. the, the women are trying to get in the club and she's pregnant and he won't let her in, she goes, doorman, 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 doorman. <laughs> and I was just really hoping it would kind of descend into that. 
Because, um, you know, that's one of my favourite things. Yeah. But that didn't happen, and they go for dinner instead in a very fancy restaurant. And I'm like, why the hell didn't you do this in the first place? It looks so much nicer than whatever the fuck you were trying to do. <laughs> I know. And, I mean, maybe there'll be a, a different uh, vibe for us when we're older. But, like, God, I just... They keep wanting to go to clubs. So I'm like, oh, God, I can imagine anything worse. And we're 20 years younger than them. Um, when did 30. You, when did you ask you to get into a club? Into a club? Um... Oh my god. I haven't been to a club in about five years, six years. Oh, I think you will have been, but yeah, it's been a while. Um, do, do we queue to get into that Cause drag thing at Christmas? Not was it last year or the year before? Oh yeah, but that was different. Because well, we were early, it hadn't opened yet, but also like that's different as well. <laughs> <laughs> we were there at 3pm. Oh, thanks for pointing out we were so early, we didn't have to queue. That makes us look even cooler. The promoter said, see, this is why we need an age limit. They actually did send us away for five minutes and we had to walk around the block and come back, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How embarrassing. Yeah. And then, and then we couldn't use the app to order the drinks. We couldn't work the app out. And they got very cross and we asked for a paper menu. Yeah. And they looked at us like these goddamn senior citizens. Yeah, I mentioned that as like, oh, we still go to clubs, but the more, the more information you've divulged, the more I realise it's not a great example. <laughs> Demanding paper and turning up early. But the most depressing thing about Seema's birthday is that the highlight of her year was meeting Carrie. I and, know, just end it now. And then she said that looking at Carrie is a breathtaking view. And I'm like, are we, oh! are we starting to get lesbian vibes? I mean... In this series. Oh, maybe. I thought it was more like, you know how Steve's got deaf because of old... I thought maybe Seema might need glasses. Yeah, maybe all the smoke in her eye has just like made her temporarily <laughs> blind. But Carrie's insistent oh, that she will meet a man. She says, your fireplace is out there. Which makes no sense when I say it then, but there was a whole metaphor about um, yeah. Seema being it's, a good It was a clunky property. metaphor, to be fair. It was. It didn't really work. But you she know, wants real to... estate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Lily's ready to put a tampon in now. Very bad timing. She's about to have people over for dinner. Could she wait till tomorrow morning? I know. What a diva. Um, but it means she doesn't have to meet Anthony's date, Justin, who that was my other least favourite part of the episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, first of all, I thought he was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I didn't. Like, that's a bit of me, that. Yeah. Oh, I hate that saying. It's a bit of me. <laughs> No, I didn't think... He just looked like Mr. Broadway needs to go tinkle. Not like the exact, uh, that guy, but just, yeah, like a backing dancer in Broadway, just annoying and no. Wow. To all of our Broadway uh, dancers that are listening... Probably quite a lot. I apologise on behalf of Ed. But the thing is, it was just so... Probably the majority, yes. It was so shit, the thing of... So you turn up to a Jewish dinner and the first thing you say is, you know, the Holocaust is a hoax, right? Oh, my God. And also, is there something in the guy, the actor who plays Harry, that every single fucking time he's on screen, it's like a Jewish thing. Oh, I'm just a 54-year-old Jew with a this and a this and the Holocaust. And I'm sorry I burnt the whatever. I, I don't know the food. But it's like, we get it. You're Jewish. I know. He kind of surpassed just being a Jewish character in the original series, even though there was a big storyline about Charlotte converting. And Harry was just Harry that we loved. And then it seems like he is just reduced to his religion and his dick in this new series. But bizarre, absolutely odd scene, very bizarre, um, made no sense. And again, trying to kind of find these very strange um comedy moments with these weird extras like the woman at the funeral home the doctor in the surgery uh just all these the i have a toddler all these weird little moments with these extras that just have no place and they don't make any sense oh i definitely didn't find this funny i mean the holocaust is a hoax is just not like a light comedy moment i mean if if they wanted to do this date turns up says something offensive about Jewish people and then Anthony kicks him out. There is a way that could have been funny, but this was on arrival, very blunt, very weird, very something no one would ever say. And then even Anthony screaming get out was more alarming than funny. And no, I didn't like this. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I don't get it at all. Very odd. And then we go back to Carrie's apartment and she's looking at Big's ring and it's just, she puts it on her finger and she's just asking for trouble. I mean, 
That ring is like four times the size of her finger. She could have worn it as a belt, perhaps. Or like a bloody... How come she's wearing that giant ring, but she would wear Ada's around her neck? Like, I get why, but she could have worn it around her neck. Yeah, because she didn't love Aiden. You didn't even wear that fucking ring on your finger. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, you turned Aiden into like Harry's mother. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But looking at um, actually, do you know what's just occurred to me? Carrie had to go at um, Charlotte for still wearing her engagement ring to Trey. I know Trey was still alive. Oh yeah. But so I don't think that's an intentional throwback. I think again, it's just them using like treading old ground very true but this time she realizes she needs to move on because it's been a whole three months since your husband died and as we all know if you wait longer than three months to start dating then you are some sort of freak <laughs> yeah yeah Christ. So, she, so she meets peter well well then we go to charlotte teaching lily about tamps back at charlotte's house oh yeah this was flitting back and forth a lot so my notes got flitting a bit confused back and forth. yeah it's all a bit and it, i again it's like flicking in and out literally like the tampon yeah and like i don't get why they do this as well interspersing stuff is it meant to be like light moment with a darker moment like yeah i'm not sure i mean annoying, it, but in the original series sex and the city it was done so much more seamlessly and no that's not reference to seema it was like a scene and it all felt very interwoven. And yeah, here it feels very, like we say, just scattered. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they're on the date and he says, this isn't going to happen, is it? Um, I, If I was Professor Puke, I'd be like, fucking text me. I could have done something else tonight. You made me come all this way. Oh, my God. Me too. That was so annoying that she decided she didn't want to go, but then still turned up just to reject him face to face. And I feel like, does he look like Peter Dinklage? Let me Google him. Who is this man? The Game of Thrones dwarf. Oh, my God. That hot dwarf. Yes. I think he looks like him. Oh, um... I actually thought it was him for a bit. No, his nose is too narrow. Now, Peter Dinklage, that would be a good casting for this. Oh, for a date with Carrie? For Seema. Oh, God, I would love that. That would be good. And that's, like, basically the only minority they don't have in this series. So that would really round it off nicely. Oh, my God. he's. I'm looking at him now. He's so hot. He's got beautiful, like, bluey-green eyes. Charisma. Is he meant to be, like, a hot... Like a a late what's it called a housewife's favorite the dinky ladies man, um I think he might be like a secret crush but I think people don't really say it because I think it's like almost fetishizing him, but I think everyone secretly fancies him I know I do well not secretly because I'm saying it on a podcast well I've never seen Game of Thrones but he does look a bit miserable looks a bit like an alcoholic in Game of Thrones no in real life well he's been yeah. in the news this week he's been complaining about the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs remake. Uh. And it caused me to do research into dwarves and the history. And it was actually very, very interesting because I didn't realise that. Okay. Well, do you know what? I won't get into it because it's not that interesting. But if anyone <laughs> wants to read it, Google Peter Dinklage this week and get your life. <laughs> yeah, get stop being so ignorant about dwarves, people. We need to get up on that shit. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so he says that's my best rejection ever and the date doesn't happen. So... That's fine. And then Lily and Charlotte are back. And this is one. I've got two quotes of the week today. And one of them is Charlotte says, now remember, there's only really one hole it can go into. Oh, yeah, that was one of my favourites. And But is that's not true, is it? No, we have three holes down there. So one. OK, I've had this conversation with someone before, but I think it's more complicated than that, isn't it? So isn't it three holes within a hole? Well, it's one, it's one hole and arsehole you're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, arsehole. Three then, holes within a hole. And then the other two holes is one vagina. Yeah, and one's for piss. One's for piss. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they're both within the same thing. Oh, I guess. I mean, yeah, they must be. The clitoral hood. What do you mean they must be? You have one. And you made one. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> Actually, no, I think they're above each other. Like, there's the, the vagina hole and then there's the wee hole. Let me Google this shit. <laughs> no, we can't. We've got... So is it, like, just under your belly button? Yeah, mine is, yeah. 
Do not Google what a vagina looks like. Have you never looked at your own vagina? Yeah, I have. Oh my God, my my laptop would not let me Google image um, vagina holes. So yeah, so there's so Charlotte's saying there's only one hole you can go into is not true. Although I guess it couldn't go in the wee hole, I'm assuming. That's what she means. No, that would be really painful. And you wouldn't, like, no one would be stupid enough to put it up your ass. No. Well, gay men do, don't they? I'm talking about tampons, not dicks. Yeah, gay men put, use tampons sometimes. Are you joking? No. So you don't know what a vagina is and I don't know what gay men do. Like, what is this topsy-turvy <laughs> line we're living in? Why, is it actually for bleeding? Yeah. I guess that does make sense. Um, and you use them for nosebleeds sometimes, which actually happened in Sex and the City, so... Yeah, they're very versatile, versatile. What did you call me? Okay, well, I think today's lesson is over. (laughs) Well, so then my favourite thing happened, like my favourite thing maybe in the whole series is uh, Miranda's at Che's door and knocks in the weirdest way ever and then says, Surprise! It's your new favourite person and I brought cookies. Oh, my God. Even if you tried to go and be mortifying, you couldn't do it better oh. than this, even with effort. This and is cookies, just... like, for your lover. Like, bring cookies with, like, your grandma. Again, cookies. Remember when Robert gave her the I love you cookie? Does she not know that oh cookies never God. go well? And uh, Che says, well, do we have a plan? Like, I have stuff to do. And then Miranda thinks someone else is there. And that, that freaks her out that she's freaked out about that. And, and she, she goes, this goes, never like, happened! Like, so manic. And it's like, oh, my God. Unbelievable. I should have come. So fucking stupid. Who am I, Meg Ryan? It's like, get over the rom-com thing, Miranda. This is not a rom-com. This is a horror know, film. It's 2001. Like, what is all this rom-com stuff? And why is Meg Ryan the only possible, like, rom-com person? She was in, like, three. Probably was in more, actually. But... They're really good, though. Well, when Harry met Sally, for me, is the pinnacle, you know that. Oh, and I, tr- I did... Tr- was it you who forced me to watch You've Got Mail? Yeah. And I tried to watch it and I hated it. You're jocking. Not jocking. I hated it. Sorry. But did Sorry, you give it enough time? I watched the whole thing. It was shit. <gasps> Are you joking? I watch it like four times a year, like four weddings at a funeral. Well, I hated that too. Like, stop recommending me oh. things I don't like. <laughs> Have you seen Blended? Right, this podcast ends now. But um, the conclusion of so, their weird um, little argument is, Shay's like, I'm not your guy, I'm not your girlfriend, we're not dating, we're just getting to know each other. And it's all quite like... Yes, mm. but then she like confuses her and says, you're the only one I'm sleeping with. And then confuses her even more by saying, what about my cookies? And it's like, okay... right. Miranda might be acting like a crazy bitch, but I think she does deserve a bit more clarity than this. She's just ended her marriage for this, whatever the hell this is. At least tell her that you're in a relationship with her, if you are. Or if you're not, tell her that you're not. It's just like, I don't know. It's too... Yes, she can be like, oh, like, we don't want to follow labels and structure. And I'm like that as well. But also sometimes you need to have some clarity and know that you're on the same page. That's not unreasonable. Exactly. And also, like, if I was Che from her perspective, I think we established that she's 37, didn't we? And um, I'd be like, this is too old. I'm not here to, like, school the sort of previously straight woman into how to be in this sort of relationship. I don't have time for this. Like, I get the vibe. She's not as into Miranda as much as Miranda is into her. I'd be like, look, I'm not here to be your teacher. Like, I can't coach you all the time. You know what I mean? It feels like she's always coaching Miranda. That's exactly how it feels. And also it implies that the way Che does things is the right way when it's actually not. Exactly. Being in a monogamous traditional relationship is perfectly acceptable as well. And Miranda's not like necessarily out of touch or wrong if that's what she wants. So it's like you compromise, but it's very much like Che, yeah, like you said, is her life coach in this. And it's just, yeah, I don't like it. No, and also Miranda has a fucking massive backpack. Which should have really let us know a lot sooner that she was a lesbian, let's be honest. So Yeah, it is so humongous. It's like <laughs> twice the size of her. And it stole the scene for me. Hey, she's in a rom-com. She can wear what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Carrie and Seema, we are now in Brooklyn at the women's shelter. And uh, they're waiting to paint. And Seema doesn't want to do it. 
and she says, I'll be the brown one that writes a cheque. She, and she, she gives Charlotte such an evil look when Charlotte suggests that she actually paints. Oh, is it Miranda? Someone. Yeah. And I love the evil look she gave her. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. And then Steve and Brady are there. And did did Brady give Miranda a bit of the cold shoulder? Did you did you notice? Or is yes. it just him being Brady? Yes, he said, no, I'm with Louisa. But, I mean, we couldn't help but notice. Louisa was not there. So it was quite oh, clearly yeah. an excuse. <laughs> no, I'm sure she was there somewhere. But, yeah. I, I, but how could he not give her the cold shoulder? I mean, we haven't seen any acknowledgement from Miranda that... Of, of caring about what you did to your son. I've never known a couple with children split up and not factor their children into it. And I assumed it was coming at some point, but it really feels like she does not care at all. It's so odd. And the fact that we've had all this kind of introduction to the older Brady and he was he just used for this weird sex line, sex storyline, because, you know, I would have loved a scene where Miranda sat down with Brady like she is a mother and said, like, this is what's happening. You know what I mean? This like, is how you put a tampon we're only Brady. getting um, Charlotte's like only Charlotte's mothering is what we're seeing. We're not really seeing Miranda's. And that's such a wasted opportunity. Yeah, actually, do you know what would have been interesting? I'm not saying this just because I'm gay, but if Brady had been gay and maybe Steve mm. was really good about it, but maybe Miranda, like, was worried because she didn't know, like, maybe she had some prejudice about it or something. I mean, she wouldn't be, like, homophobic, but, like, that would have been a more authentic way to have a gay storyline, I think, than what they've done with Miranda. Well, Miranda probably just wanted to be the only gay in the village, babes. I mean, I get that, because I feel like that, but sometimes you just got to make room. And then we get this huge fucking tacky ass limo and Charlotte and BLT. We haven't seen BLT for a while, for good reason. And Naya as well, turning up with Andre. Yeah, and... Um, all the forgotten characters are making a comeback. Yeah, they're all sort of, like, manifested in this fucking shelter in Brooklyn. And, um, and Naya is dressed like Andre 3000, as well as having <laughs> a boyfriend called Andre. So it's very... Why is she suddenly dressed like that? Just because she's in Brooklyn? Very weird. Well, she's like a hipster professor. And, oh, God, the most cheesy music as Andre just sort of wistfully looks over at Mr. BLT and his children painting. Um, And he says to Naya, don't you feel any pain watching that? And she says, no. And this is quite interesting. We don't usually see this, where the guy wants a baby more than the girl in the relationship. Usually it's the other way around. Oh, I've seen it quite a lot, actually. Um, and I think it's, and it's often quite, I think, uh, when I've heard of men doing it, it's usually been kind of like not recognising the fact that the woman goes through a lot more to have the child. Yes, and that's true. I think, and, and I think that can be quite a problem. But the biggest problem for me is in the scene is his hat, which is akin <laughs> to a genie. He's wearing a blue sequined hat. If this is a religious thing, I'm sorry, and I'm, like, being offensive. But this hat, first of all, you're painting, so why would you have, like, a glittery accessory? Um, No. But, yeah, the main point is the IVF, but that hat really took me out of it, I have to say. Yeah, it's quite neo, wasn't it, that hat? Yeah. And, And then the thing with the IVF that really pissed me off is... I mean, the pressuring is that she's gone through a few rounds of IVF. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like she's just said, no, I'm not having children. I'm not interested. She's already put herself through a lot of stress. I've spent a lot of money and it hasn't happened. And it's almost like he's blaming her for the fact it hasn't happened. It's just not happened. Yeah. But, you know, this is again, that is a reality too. Like, like I said previously, like those resentments do build up and they're irrational, but they totally happen and people break up because of stuff like that. You know. Um, oh yeah, I think it's a good storyline point. I mean, it would work better if I cared about the characters, which I don't. Exactly, I cannot. Yeah. I don't care, but it's definitely a good subject to cover. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, and then we go up to Seema, who's living her best life. She got is she drinking a beer and having a cigarette, or has she got a <laughs> glass of wine? Bitch, she's definitely smoking a cigarette. I didn't notice what she was drinking, but I would not put it past her because I don't know if you knew this, but Seema in Hindi means no boundaries. <laughs> No, it means boundaries. And that's actually the irony. (laughs) After the amount of times I said that, you'd think I'd get it right, but no. Uh, This man pulls up in the car and gets out of the club. And I can't remember what he said his name was, but I know his actual name. Do you, Ed? Well, I thought it was someone from the original Sex and the City. Am I right? You're correct. (gasps) 
<gasps> is it the man who sells burger the never say fat um exactly tony ah! I, I didn't know for tony from prada is that his real name in real life no in the show he's tony who works in prada Yes, Prada. I couldn't think of the name of the brand. And I was like, I think that's him. But the only thing that made me think it wasn't him was his accent's completely changed. Well, he's an actor. But I thought that... So he's, a, he's Italian in Sex and the City. Yeah. And I think he's like French, right? And now this? he's... I thought that he was meant to be Arab and I thought they wouldn't have a non-Arab play an Arab given the amount of criticism they've had. But I wonder now whether maybe he's always been an Arab and he put on an Italian accent originally because it's very strange for me to change the race of a character within the show, given it's, you know, the controversy they've had. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, I can't believe they've done it again. Like, double cast someone again. So strange. It's very strange, because with the other character, there was, some people said maybe it's the same character. It's not completely out of the question that a, what was he, a bellboy, was also... Seem as dead. I mean, it actually is out of the question. But I mean, at least it's the same universe. Whereas this, I mean, they have actually done it before famously, which was Justin Theroux in the yes, original series. Yes. He made a kind of cameo and then later went on to be one of Carrie's love interests. So they have done this before, but this is. And yeah. um, Miranda's baby nurse, you know, the sort of Chinese lady um, who wouldn't help when the. Uh, she had a baby nurse and then she goes, Help me! When. Um, the cat runs off with the umbilical cord and she just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> she is the woman who, when Samantha says, I don't believe in the Democratic or the Republican Party. I just believe in parties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's saying it to her. <laughs> oh, wow. That is niche. That is more niche than the blueberry quiche. But thank you for that one. I, I like to know all of the double castings, but I'm glad I clocked that one because he felt really familiar. And then I felt it was him, but I th- also did think I was going to be wrong. So I'm glad yeah. I wasn't. Oh, and Andy Cohen's been in a couple of times. Um, yes, I've clocked But him. his his kind of makes sense because like he's selling shoes and then he's in the gay club. So that makes like perfect sense. Is he one of the ones where Samantha's at the urinal going, it's kind of like being a diabetic <laughs> at a Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> Actually, um, sexual assault these days, but back then it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, well, indeed. <laughs> and then this is where they could have really taken it somewhere and they just, again, it's like they're chickening out of any like substance or any... So Steve uh, says, uh, Carrie, how long did you know? <laughs> I love the fact he said, I guess it's they. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> like yeah! He, he, even though she, they've broken up his marriage, he's still trying to get the pronouns right. It's <laughs> like, God I forbid, I offend Che. <laughs> Poor Steve, he's been so like, what's the term where like you're dominated, like whipped? Is that is that the term? That you're so yeah. kind of submissive that you're even being polite about your fucking wife's uh, affair partner well the thing that really really pissed me off about this is that if miranda's told steve about che which obviously she has you owe him all of the information the fact he's had to go and ask carrie is so so she's not only telling him she's found someone else she's then withholding information and leaving him hanging wondering about what happened no you could either not told him anything and i would have got that because maybe you want to see how it developed and whether it was worth telling and telling your son about. Or tell him everything. But don't... You have no right to keep him in this, like, middle ground. 100%. So disrespectful. That's the father of your child. That's your partner. Um, and and then very unfair on Carrie as well. Like, what an awkward situation for her. Um, so awkward. She shoves her shoe in paint, which we know is a big deal for Carrie. She doesn't like to mess up her shoes. No. Um, but then while they're talking in the um, bathroom, I really, really thought, did you think that something weird was going to happen? Those two kiss. I w- I'm not even joking. I actually thought they were going to, for a moment, s- both in a vulnerable place, Steve giving back her ring that's gone down the drain. I thought they were going to kiss for a second. And I was actually so excited. Even yeah, though oh, no part amazing. of me wants them to be together. I can I can kind of believe in that moment. They could have both had a moment of weakness. Totally. And I would have loved it because it would have brought back Steve as like an actual man. 
and like romantic figure, which he always is to us. And it would have almost been a bit of a fuck you to Miranda. And it would have been so messy and dramatic and it really could have almost saved the whole series for me. But I was completely wrong. 100%. I thought so too, because at the beginning when they're on the street, like, and some uh, Carrie and Steve are like sort of hugging, Miranda gives them a look. I don't know if you clocked that, like a kind of, this is awkward, I don't like this look. Um, I know, and then when they were pairing off, Steve immediately clutched to Carrie, and I, uh, even then I had an inkling like, something's going to happen. But obviously now I get that he just wanted to know more about Miranda and what was happening, which he shouldn't have had to ask. No, and then it's so sad. He says, like, has she ever said to you that she likes women? Um, And Carrie says, no, it's it's just about being with Che. And, you know, he says, come on. Carrie said she does have a very big backpack, so. (laughs) I should have known her backpack's huge. (laughs) I lost one of my hearing aids in the goddamn thing. (laughs) Oh, God, sorry. That's not like me, look. Gone but not forgotten. I mean, I I don't know any Meatloaf songs, really, apart from Bat Out of Hell. I mean, anything for love. Oh, my God. I'm a huge fan of his. I love Bat Out of Hell. Okay. Um, well, let's just move past that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lily's got her tampon string. No, she's lost her tampon string. Yeah, so then I have my other quote of the week, which is, uh, oh, you'll find it. Uh, <laughs> it could be in your tushy crack. That was one of my favourites, tushy crack. Does that happen? Uh, yeah, it could go down the gooch. I've never had it like hardcore attached into the crack, but it definitely goes back there for the show. But when, but when you, f- you'd feel it, wouldn't you? Like at the. Yeah, I think what she'd done is tucked it inside. They should have got Steve to find it because he got Carrie's ring, so he could just be helping everyone find stuff. Well, I thought that Naya, because Naya was like, "Oh, this doesn't freak me out." Um, a bit later on, and she goes like almost like follows Charlotte. So I thought Naya was going to fish it out. Even though she admits that no one in her house used tampons. So what does she know? Oh, my God. Well, you know, those who can't. Teach. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks for that. Reach. <laughs> Reach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Carrie washes the ring down the sink. Um, and Steve... Oh, no, we've already said that already. Sorry. Yeah, let's go over it one more time. Uh... <laughs> so this is the new Sex of the City... <laughs> um and Miranda says um she's being less available to Che because uh, Che calls her and she doesn't answer and um oh, it's all just so immature again it's like you're playing games and it's just so childish and it's like you've just left your husband and you're doing this kind of shit it's just crazy and Miranda never even did this back in the day when you were in your 20s and well no, we started in the 30s, didn't we, Sex and the Sea? She never even did it back then. So it's like, why would you regress as you get into your 50s? I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then Andre and Naya discuss, you know, not trying again. And he says, oh, I really want a kid. And she says, look, we've got this amazing life. We found each other. Like, don't ruin something that was enough. So I'm getting the sense that next week they're going to break up. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. And I really like some of the lines in this. You kind of touched on one, which was, she says, don't make this miracle of us finding each other not enough. I thought that was really romantic. Yeah. And then he says, I don't know if I should be working so hard to talk myself out of that. And they're both just like really valid points. And that's, it kind of reminded me of in Sex and the City in the final season when Carrie and Samantha have that conversation of, I'm forgetting what it is now, but I quote it all the time, which is, why would I give up a man that I love for a baby I don't even know I want? Yeah. And, you know, and so and it reminded me of that, which is just very, these these dilemmas are really hard and there's no easy answers. And it's just nice to see all sides of it kind of on screen because it's something a lot of us have to think about. Totally. And, you know, it also shows as well, sometimes just because something is perfect, like, in life sometimes all that stuff's just not enough you know there could be something that might seem down the road like it won't be a big deal but that could be eventually the thing that breaks you Um, yeah and sometimes it's like so yeah I I liked that it's not about logic and pros and cons I think ultimately with this stuff with parenting or not being a parent you always end up having to just follow your gut and your instinct and just that's and it feels like they their instincts are leading them apart So, yeah, I think they are going to split up and I won't be sad because I don't care about either character at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my 
God, we haven't mentioned that BLT got the taco trucks. Oh, did she for the lunch for everyone? Yeah, so that was her. That was her storyline. For some reason, she we was brought in. <laughs> we should have led with that. That was there was no point to her being there at all. Honestly. She literally stood on the street, um, came out of the limo, and then ordered a taco truck, and then was never seen again. And they could have used one of those tacos for Charlotte um, for her bleeding because she starts exactly. getting a period in a white jumpsuit. Yeah, her flash period, which is a thing apparently um, when you're going through the change, uh, could sneak up on it's you. It's called a flesh period. No, flash. No, I believe it's actually flesh. It's flash. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just being And close. it works miracles. <laughs> Have you ever, sorry, I keep asking really personal questions this episode, but have you ever had been caught short like this? Uh, no. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, well, to be honest, uh, oh, to be honest, it's not my story to tell, but I think this has happened to most women at some point. I think it's quite common. I think it's quite awful for women, obviously. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah, um, it, it, I'm, I'm not a all of a sudden bleeder. So like I get a warning sign kind of thing. But I think stuff like menopause, post-pregnancy, it throws your body way off. So, like, probably it's best to, like, always err on the side of caution and uh, you just don't know what it's going to do, really. Hence her bleeding in the white jumpsuit. And this, which was, was quite gross. And I don't mean that now. Again, Charlotte, what's, why have they done this? Like, why is Charlotte the one that has to shit herself and... Like, has the blood. Like, what is this with Charlotte's character since the show wrapped? Like, I don't understand. I think it's maybe because she's been so perfect and pristine, they want to, like, drag her through the mud. That'll be next, mud. Yeah, fall in the muddy puddle. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get this last conversation with Carrie and Steve after he buys her a lemonade. And this was the one that really broke my heart and I think will have broke a lot of people's heart. Yeah. Uh, I would have cried if I had any emotion left, which is, um, he says, the ring is never coming off. Um, so sad. And so sweet. It's still kind of romantic, even though it's so... And I like what Carrie says, which is like, what about you? You're such a wonderful person. I can't believe it took Carrie, of all people, the most self-absorbed character, to actually care about what happened to Steve. Right. And I like the fact they have a tender moment because they were quite friendly in the original series and it makes sense that they only would have got closer over the years. Yeah, and and then it, is, you know, it kind of helped Carrie to maybe think, like, OK, I don't want to be like this. Like, maybe she thought it, it looks quite sad on Steve and she probably thought, I don't want... Of course it does. Yeah. It's not cute. Yeah, and... Um... So it inspires her to take her ring off. Takes her ring off and then asks Peter if he's up for strike three. Mm. I just, I don't know. Would you flog this dead horse? Peter? I don't know if I'd go. Yeah, I think I'd like find someone else. I think actually it is a good idea because I think clearly it's not going to work for them. But I think it's very unlikely that the person you first date after a marriage especially a marriage that ended in death, is going to be your next partner. So it's almost like the rebound, um, breaking the ice, easing yourself back in date. And it's probably better to do that with someone who you're not actually compatible with. Just kind of get all those That's true. anxieties out the way, the awkwardness. I mean, it might not be the case of Peter, because it seems like Peter really looks very fond of Carrie. So it'd be a shame if he ended up getting hurt in all this. But I think Carrie's going to be quite sensitive with him. Um, if this turns into a big romance, this is a huge mistake because there's no way that Carrie Bradshaw would ever entertain this dud. And and not even just saying that because he's obviously because his wife's died. Like clearly, he's has been a very boring man for a long time, and it's just <laughs> yeah, he's a teacher. Like I can't imagine Carrie with a teacher. No, not even a quirky art teacher. And this is a maths teacher, and he's got manners and he's oh. nice. And it's like no, it's not. It's not Carrie at it's all. It's not hot. Nothing. Even Aiden had more edge than this. At least he ate fried chicken and, and he wore a asked how his balls tugged. He had long hair. <laughs> he wore like floaty tops with like those big uh, cuffs. He threw a ball in the mud. He he got dirty. He. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you getting aroused or is it just me? Who'd <laughs> <laughs> even an Aiden fan? But I just started to really get into that. <laughs> this is how starved we are of hot guys on this show. It's like we're actually wanking over Aiden. And in real life. Um, 
Oh my God, him a big fat Greek wedding sit on my face. Uh, do you know, I've never watched that all the way through. Don't even start on me because I don't joking. take your recommendations to heart. I watched the first half and I've had it very, very boring. Oh my God, it's one of my favourite films. I watch it four times a year. How many films do you watch four times a year? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <sighs> and then at the end, Carrie's going to a club with Seema. And I did like this because um, they were dressed differently. Because you know when they were first going into the club they looked like they really didn't belong there. Mm. And then this time, and it just goes to show, because I do believe at any age you should be able to go for a dance. I mean, obviously some clubs are not age appropriate for everyone. There's some clubs that if we go to now, we look around like, oh shit, like why are we here? Yeah. But I'd like to think that even at 50, even if it's just once a year, with, there's a place we can go to have a little dance. What Like, why you never get too old to stop dancing, apart from literally when you are too old to physically dance. <laughs> yeah, when you can't move. To be fair, I think we are there. But... <laughs> 100% agree. And, you know, at the end, you know, the age is a state of mind. Yeah. You're only as young as the non-binary podcast <laughs> host that you feel. That's what I always say. At a comedy concert. <laughs> um, so I think you've done a me this episode. You gave a really high mark and then you uh, read it to filth almost every stage of the way. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm actually going to go up to five or maybe even six just because the, the conversation with Carrie and Steve really did tug at my heartstrings. And I did kind of like seeing Charlotte get a period. But apart from that, I'm going to stay low. Charlotte got low, 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 low. low. <laughs> See, I still know the current hits. I'm still good dancing. <laughs> watch me whip. Now watch me nay nay. Now watch. <laughs> Baby, turn around and let me see that. <laughs> That's the 90s. <laughs> Oh my god, so will you drop your mark? Guess what, chicken, we're going to match. I'm taking it to a six. You turned that nine upside down and it became a six. 69, yes. We could yes, have had a 69. Because, um, Oof, we're very it, horny today. I know. Um, I liked the Steve content. I quite liked the reintroduction of Tony from Prada, albeit somebody else. Um, I quite liked seeing Seema have a bit of a spark with a man. I quite enjoyed watching her flirt as well. She's quite a good flirt. She's quite a good smoker. I like watching her smoke. Yeah, I think she's quite fun. So, yeah, I think six is appropriate. I hate Miranda and I genuinely... I can't, she's one of my favourites and I actually want her off the show. Yeah, I've defended Miranda, I think, a lot longer than most people because people have been mad at her since the beginning of the series and I've been very much like, no, people do change as they get older, people do do things that are out of character, people do explore things. But the last two episodes, Miranda has uh, become indefensible to me. She's become manic, she's become desperate, needy, crazy, annoying and wearing extremely large backpacks that are just beyond defence. So, <laughs> But I'm really sad that next week is our last week doing this. Yeah, I know. I'm so I've upset. enjoyed it so much. I know. But thank you guys all so much for listening. You guys are listening, like, in your droves, and I'm taken aback but very thrilled. Um, and we'll make next week an extra special episode. But Ed, Ed. Yep. What would Samantha say about this episode? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. See, I'm already wrapping up. You do one. I'll, I'll try and think okay. of something. Honey, you're wearing that large ring on your finger? I suggest you put it where it belongs, on a big, fat cock. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Okay, let me try to do a... Honey... It's been years since I had my period, but I'll tell you what I love. A bloody good blowjob. <laughs> Sorry, that was not the <laughs> Oh, no, that's good, because she's in London now, so she's picking up the vernacular. <laughs> that's what I was going for. It was very layered. That's very, very uh, up to date. Sorry, I don't like to do one on the fly. I like to pre-prepare, but I forgot today. My notes were a holy mess, but next week they will be very in order, because we're going to go out with a bang. As Samantha yeah. would say, go up with a bang um, for our final episode of And Just Like That. Oh, I'm really sad and I, and I can't wait. I really hope it gets picked up for season two so we can come back and do more. Hashtag me too. Oh. We'll see you on Wednesday for more Drag Race recaps if you're with us for that and Monday for the final episode. So oh. see you then. Bye. Bye. Ciao for now. <laughs>